The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 170. I hope that you're doing very well today. And if you do happen to be struggling with OCD or anxiety, you can get a free session with me. To get that, all you need to do is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the free session. In today's podcast, I interview Thibaut, who is a coach and the founder of Liberty Coaching. Thibaut is a really interesting guy who's had his own challenges in life and really brings that into his coaching. And today he's talking about overcoming obstacles, dealing with anxiety. Um, and uh, we spend a fair bit of time talking about the inner voice, the, the inner narrative that we have with ourselves that if we're not too careful, can, can take over and flavor everything through a very negative standpoint. Thibaut states that his mission is to help men find the freedom they seek by facing their limitations and stepping into their authentic, powerful selves, making a positive impact in the world by helping people feeling alone, stuck and insecure, realize that there is a friendly support system here for them. Self-love, happiness, freedom and fun can all be part of the process and his purpose is to help them create all of that in their lives. To find out more about Thibaut, you can check out his website, which is libertycoaching.eu, or you can head over to Instagram. His handle is at liberty underscore coaching. So there we go, guys. I really hope that you find this podcast helpful. As always, um, if you have any questions, then do please let me know. And if you'd like to uh, to follow the podcast on Instagram, that really helps. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Robert James Coaching UK. Many thanks, and I hope you enjoy. Great. Hi, Thibaut. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Rob. Nice to be here. Now, thanks for coming on. So to start off with, could you just tell us um, a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, of course. I'm uh, Thibaut. I'm a Belgian guy living in beautiful Barcelona, and I call myself a liberty coach. So basically what I do is I help uh, men to to become free from all their limits, from all their blocks, and to really live a life uh, through to their authentic selves. That's fantastic. Very shortly said. Fantastic. Okay. And um, so why did you decide to, to become a coach? There are so many reasons why I became a co- uh, coach. I was always interested in, uh, in the human being, let's say. Um, but for me, the... I mean, the, the reasons come from my childhood, let's say. The reasons come from, you know, from reasons close to, to my heart, close to home. Mm. But I would say that uh, the final straw to really become a professional coach full-time was actually the last time that I hit rock bottom. Mm. I, uh, there was a moment in my life where I realized I was in a toxic relationship. 
I had to close a company that I was managing. I was in an environment that I didn't like. Mm. And from that place, I was thinking, okay, Thibault, what are we going to do here? And I'm quite allergic for negativity. So my positive mindset really helped me and said to me, like, Thibault, the only way is up. And let's see what we can now create again from this, from this low place. Yeah, fantastic. And um, how come you decided then to, to, to work specifically with, with men? Because you, you kind of also mentioned that you do sometimes work with, with women as well, no? Exactly, yeah. I'm always <laughs> like, if I can help people, then, then, and then there is a match and there is a good energy between the two, two of us. Of course, everyone is welcome. Uh, I also think it's important to be, you know, have a specific target group. And basically, I want to help with people that resonate with me. And I want to help people that had the same problems as I did 10 years ago. So um, I understand men. I understand especially gay men. I understand men that are feeling lonely, that are insecure, that are lacking clarity. So mm. it makes more sense uh, for me to, to help these people. Fantastic. And in your, your website, you, you talk about the importance of, of people being able to kind of find their authentic self, um, which sounds like, you know, that was part of your own, your own kind of struggle and your own story. What do you think gets in the way of people finding that authentic self? There's only one thing that comes in their way and that are themselves, <laughs> are themselves and our minds. And that's basically it because no life happens and a lot of hard situations can happen to you and we can blame other people and so on. But in the end of the day, it's about what we make out of it. It's all about the meaning we give to all the people and the situations around us. And that all happens in our mind and that all happens with ourselves. So we are actually our own biggest block to really discover uh, or rediscover our true selves. Absolutely. Yeah. I really think that's, that's true. The more that I, I work with people and coach people, the more I realize that it's, you know, so often our own limiting beliefs or, you know, things that might've happened to us in the past that, that is kind of, uh, you know, blocking our ability to see, see the path out of here. But so often it is us. We're the ones who actually have all the information that we need but somehow we're kind of getting in our own way. So, um, okay. So in order to, to remove some of those barriers to, so that, that, that sense of self can kind of come forward and, and light the way to, to make those differences. What, what are some of the things that people can, can start doing? That's a big question. <laughs> so many things you can do here. That's basically what, what it's all about. Mm. What you can do, first of all, I would say, is to be open to look inside of yourself and to be willing to do the work, right? Because I know a lot of people who are open to talk and, and to listen to me or to other people, but listening to themselves, to that inner voice or what's inside that is very hard because no one teaches us how to do it. But if we can do that and then also be willing to commit to try out new actions, well, there you go. Then enjoy the beautiful process you're going to go to. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, a, very, it's a very big area. We could probably talk about it um, a lot. 
Um, how would you say then, because obviously this is a podcast about OCD, anxiety, um, and, and one of those things that I do feel often gets in, in the way um, is, is anxiety and, and worry. Um, what's, what's your kind of experience with that? And, and how do you help your, your clients to, to kind of deal with anxiety? Because I, I, I imagine it's something that uh, probably comes up quite a lot. Mm, it definitely is. And I also think that nowadays it comes up much more because the word anxiety for a lot of people has become very trendy, right? And on the one hand, I am very happy that we get awareness about it. But I also think that people are sometimes taking the word like, okay, I know myself, I have anxiety, but what is not so trendy yet is how to overcome it, right? And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that, that you are working specifically on that, on that niche. It's so important to, to really look at it. And yes, almost all my clients in the beginning, they, they feel some kind of anxiety, some level of anxiety and are very, are, you know, overthinking and they're worried and, and it's all happening again, you know, in their busy minds. Um, what I would say actually to deal with anxiety first is to, uh, after the acknowledgement and acceptance, is to really create a relationship with your anxiety you know, to tap into that anxiety. And when anxiety comes up, sit still, close your eyes and talk to your anxiety. Ask you, be curious about your anxiety. Ask questions like, why are you here? What are you doing here? Why are you serving me, helping me? And, and just create that silent space and see what comes out. See what that anxiety is answering you. Because in the end of the day, it was created in the past to protect you from something. So it has a positive intention behind, but maybe it doesn't serve you any, anymore. But you can only know that while you start having that relationship and conversation with your, with your anxiety. Absolutely. Yeah, I really, uh, really like that. And um, I think uh, using the word curious there is absolutely spot on. You know, when we become curious about anxiety, then we change our relationship with it. No, it's no longer about just saying, like, be gone, like, get, get rid of this horrible yeah. feeling. It's like, okay, can I actually make some space for this? Um, you know, like you were saying, it's kind of at some point in our life, that anxious habit was serving us, it was protecting us from something that was maybe too difficult um, to deal with. And so actually, it's not a bad thing. Um, I think one of the problems with anxiety that many people struggle with is it feels like there's a part of you that's attacking you, mm. that, that, your, that, that your self is against you. And, mm. um, you know, and, and I think in reality, that's not, that's not true. It's, it's almost like a, an inner critical part of you that is very strong, um, is, is kind of demanding attention. Um, because it needs to be accepted, but it's mm. not against you per se. Exactly. I love what you say. And the anxiety needs to be heard. You know, it's craving to be heard. And if we are dealing it with a mindset of, or of fear, or if you are having resistance, then we only make it stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I also liked uh, what you said about how anxiety has become a thing that's 
you know, very well known at the moment. And, um, you know, people are talking about it openly expressing that they're struggling with it, which is a good thing, because I feel like for a long time, you know, people weren't doing that. Um, you know, in, in, in Western Europe, in, in particular, I think we're, you know, we're pretty slow at um, adopting to, to mental health problems and, and really kind of seeing, okay, what can we do about these things? Um, but at the same time, I think you were kind of alluding to it. We need to be careful that we're not um, holding on to the label too tightly. Mm. Um, okay. Because if we do that, I think we run into problems. What, what do you think about that? No, I totally agree. And it's very good that there is a lot of awareness going on around mental health and around all these labels. But again, we don't want to label us too, too, too much or put ourselves in, in, in a box, let's say. Um, what I think is that with anxiety, people are aware of it. But it's the same as, for example, saying, I'm a Taurus. I'm born in May, I'm a Taurus, so I'm stubborn, point, and that's it. <laughs> no, it's not about that. It's a characteristic yeah. of mine, yeah. but then I can decide what to do with it. Yeah. It's the same with anxiety, it's the same with whatever kind of, of, of mental topics we're talking about. Okay, now you, you acknowledge it, we can talk about it, and more openly, love it. But now, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, absolutely. It becomes this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy mm. where you, you believe it so, so much that you're just going to always be it. Um, whereas actually, I think it's about kind of recognizing it's there, allowing, creating some space for it. Um, I love what you were saying about talking to it, you know, yeah. befriending it if you can, because it's a part of you. But Definitely. And and it's also, I think, a very important first phase to acknowledge it and to realize it's there and to, to not resist it. And from, from that place, yeah, become curious and, mm. and see why it's there, how it's there. And if you're fine with it, great. If you're not fine, it's good. But I think for a lot of people, they are very relieved once they have a name for the thing that's going on in their minds, for the feelings they are having. So it's good for people to, you know, to step into that feeling of I'm relieved. There is a name for, 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 for what I'm having. And then, and then you can act. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, okay. I wanted to ask you about, um, because obviously you're working more specifically with, with men. Um, what are some of the, some of the kind of issues that men tend to struggle with in, in your experience? What I would say is busy, 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 do, do, doing, 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 you know, uh, always in that masculine energy. And I'm talking from my own experience. I, uh, I mean, I have a lot of energy and I love to do it, uh, a lot of things and I'm very ambitious and all these things. But I've noticed and the more I do my inner work uh, and, you know, as a coach, we always keep on, on, on growing and learning. I realized that I have been very much in the doing uh, energy in a masculine energy and neglecting actually that other part you know because everything is in yang you know we have to have both energies and sometimes in, in society there is a misconception that men need to be only using masculine energy and, and women uh, the other way around it's just totally not true we need to be in balance 
So I call my clients often the busy bees because I love to be busy and they're doing and they're doing and that's beautiful. But don't neglect that second part, right? The feminine aspect, which is the creativity, the flowing, the, the stopping and reflecting, or actually the recharging. You know, it's, it's like with your phone. It can do a lot of amazing stuff, but sometimes, you know, it needs to be unplugged or recharged. And we need to do that and stop being so busy, busy and, and, and enjoy, enjoy this life. Absolutely. I mean, I recognize that in myself, um, you know, with, with having my own business and, um, you know, and other things going on in life, the different elements of the business. I also do uh, Wim Hof um stuff that i'm teaching here in barcelona and then the the ocd and anxiety coaching um and then all the marketing and everything else the podcast if you're not careful or if i'm not careful i can spend all day just answering emails um you know trying to do new things and whatever and it can be exhausting if you're not able to balance it in 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 the right way what, what's one piece of, of advice you would give somebody then who's really a real busy bee? They're really struggling with constantly doing way too many things. How can they, how can they find that uh, more balanced perspective? Yeah, good question. I um, would say become aware, right? What I firstly did was to stand still you know, of course, like start meditating, start journaling, start questioning yourself. But whenever you're doing something, for example, as taking your phone, maybe 20, 50, 100 times a day, I don't know how many times you're doing it. Even if your excuse is, I need to use it for work, which is sometimes my internal excuse, before you do something against something or another task at the same moment, ask yourself a question, why am I doing this? Hmm. I take my phone. Why is that? Because I, I can't be still for one minute? Or why am I doing this? Why am I checking my, my, my emails at 10 o'clock in the night? Am I going, going to respond? Yes or no? And it's fine. Don't judge yourself. But see what the answer is. And maybe yeah. you, you become aware like, okay, maybe I don't have to take my phone again for the hundredth time today. You know, <laughs> maybe I don't have to do this. And just yeah. have fun with your own process. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to check you know, for the hundredth time, how many people have liked my Instagram post? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. And um, in your in your kind of uh, experience working as uh, as a coach, what are some of the most important lessons that that you've you've taken from it? Oof, yeah, here we can talk again for hours and hours. <laughs> But what I am really tapping into these days is do less and be more, right? Do less and the things that you do, do it with more intention, with more mindfulness, with more love. And the less I do, the more I enjoy it. The less I do, the more I have space to you know, listen to my intuition, the, the more I have space for real amazing opportunities to come to my life in always, instead of like always being busy. Mm. And yeah, in the beginning, I, I needed to force myself to do that. But actually doing less and being more feels very, very, very good. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really also links into your earlier message. No, so, so important. If you can bring those mindful skills to the table that you were just talking about there, um, you know, and, and, that, and keep on asking that question as well. Why am I doing this? You know, like I'm meant to be doing this and I actually want to do this really well. So do I need to get my phone out right now? Or is that going to distract me from doing this in the yeah. right way to bring the love, to bring the focus, to bring the concentration that I need, you know, that, yeah. that presence. And it's so funny. And at these moments, you know, I, I say to myself, Thibaut, it's okay. It's okay just to breathe. It's okay just to look around and enjoy whatever it is. Mm. You know, we, we can have a quiet moment between all the, busy talks we need to do i also have my own business so yeah things needs to be done but create these little little spaces to come back to yourself and, and breathe again absolutely yeah i think it's uh i think it's really really important um something else that i really focus on in in my coaching is is helping people with their their mindset um you know because the mindset can obviously help us or or hinder us um, you know, I imagine it's something that, that you try to focus on a lot as well. Mm -hmm. Is there any tips that you can give for having a more helpful mindset? I would say don't believe all your thinking. Because we have so many thoughts in our head and they're all made up. They're all made up from, you know, from the past, from traumas, from experiences, the goods and the bads, if we even can label it like that. But don't believe all you think and, 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 and look at, uh, because everything is it's in your mindset. So look at your thoughts, look where it's com coming from. And, you know, if you believe a limiting thought, you can also believe a powerful thought. So it's actually very logical which to choose, no? Absolutely. So, so how, if you're going about your day and you're, you're perfectly happy, you're smelling the flowers, you're, you're, you're in the moment, everything's going great. Maybe you're with your, your partner and whatever. And then suddenly a, a doomsday thought pops up into your mind and you're taken away by it. What can you do in that moment to try to, to kind of bring yourself back down to earth? No, because sometimes they, like, like you say, I think you're 100% right. It's like some thoughts really when we see them with the real light of day we recognize oh that's nonsense i don't need to worry about that mm. but sometimes in the moment a thought can seem so pressing and and real and it's really hard to unhook from it do you have any any tips from your your kind of personal experience of how how you might kind of deal with that yeah, well, I ask myself in these moments, and sometimes it's hard, you know, to, to really uh, be in that moment directly, but the more you do the work, the quicker you, you come back to yourself. But I ask myself the question, who is thinking this? Mm. Who is thinking this thought? Because I don't want to identify myself with all my thoughts, you know? Mm. I love to work with uh, the saboteurs we have in our mind, you know? Mm. Yeah. So for example, I have my saboteurs, which are the people pleasers or the... And the perfectionist or the avoider, right? Or we have our ego, we have our very big inner judge. Mm. So whenever I am caught in negative thoughts, I try to think, who is thinking this? Is this really me? Or is this one of my saboteurs? Mm. 
Is this me or is this my ego? Is this me or is this my judge? Who is this? And by giving it the name and by not identifying myself with it, I create already space. And then again, I try to have a conversation with them and try to have a little bit of a laugh with it. And I'm like, okay, it's not me. It's not that bad. Okay, I can hush down that saboteur and, and move on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really good advice. I love that. Um, I'm often looking at the different roles as well that, that people have, you know, uh, mm. the, the inner critic or the judge, you know, and the, yeah. the inner child, and, but also trying to look at um, the kind of self-compassion role that so often we're not that great at, at getting, getting into roles. Um, you know, I, I find that that can be really helpful as well. But we, we do all have these different roles. You're 100% right. And having that awareness of which one you're in and mm. maybe realizing that that isn't you because often these roles are very one-dimensional. No, they're not, they're not whole beings or whole, whole people as we are as a whole person. They're, they see things from one perspective. And that's okay. where the problems come in if we listen to, to that partic one particular voice too much. Yeah, and the thing is also it's very tricky because these thoughts, they tell you that they're there to protect you. Mm. Again, one day they were, but not anymore. So it's also very hard to detach uh, yourself from it because you've been used to it for years and years and years. So it's, it's a process, but it's a, it's a funny process. And you can also even give names to these different kind of thoughts, you know, you know your inner child or your judge. Mm. And uh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Um, if you could only give one piece of advice to people who, are, who might be struggling with anxiety or, you know, whatever issue they might be uh, going through, what, um, what advice would you, would you give them? Well, the advice I would give, um, then I have to think about my last in-person workshop I did, where a lot of people were there from a lot of different backgrounds, and they realized they're all we're having more or less the same struggle. So I would say, you're not there alone. You're not in it alone in this process. And what I actually will always want to say to people, I'm here for you, you know, in whatever kind of way it means, whatever kind of format, I'm here for you. You're not alone in the, in the pain, in this journey, in this process, in, in life, where we're all here. Fantastic. Yeah, I think that's a really important message there to, to end with. Um, Thibaut, thank you so much for your time. If people want to, uh, to get in touch with you and find out about your coaching, how can they do that? They can do that by finding me on the internet. Yeah, my website, libertycoaching.eu or libertycoaching on, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. Uh, you know all the buzz. I'm, I'm all there. So I just look for Liberty Coaching and there you can see my face. Awesome. That's great. Well, thank you very much. And uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you very much. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast 
is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist or any other medical or mental health professional.